Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the lovely people at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com, get your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge is what they offer you at GaryAshton.com. TrueMap Fitness in the Gulch, where you can get the best version of you. Your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident with all their great workout programs at TrueMapFitness.com. And Superbook Sports, download the app today and you will get all the best odds boosts and promo bets ahead of baseball, play-in basketball, NHL postseason right around the corner. No better place to wager than the best sportsbook app out there. That's Superbook Sports is where you go. So Malik Willis in this situation, um, as we talk about Ryan Tannehill's expiring contract, a new general manager brought in in Tennessee, and now a lot of this, uh, draft process being dedicated to finding a quarterback situation. The Titans don't seem to have a place for Malik Willis. That may be, uh, there's a couple of ways that I think you guys may receive that information. Oh my God, I'm looking at Cody Zeller for the first time in a couple of years. I'm sorry, I've got this heat. Uh, Atlanta basketball game on. Did Cody Zeller lose all of his hair and have to wear one of these eye mask things? That's jarring for me. Cody's my age. We went to college together. He looks like a 90-year-old man. That is very disorienting. Either way. Um, Looking at the circumstances for Malik, he is in a situation where he was drafted by a different administration. He was given an opportunity and failed in his opportunity, no matter how unfair you believe those circumstances to be. And now the Titans are getting ready to enter a draft cycle where it makes all the sense in the world for them to explore every potential option at quarterback. So now Malik Willis looks like he's without a spot. And the question that I would like to ask you guys uh, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, how many quarterback prospects are better options for the Titans than Malik Willis currently is? Now, we're talking about a backup quarterback situation, even as we look at uh, even as we look at all the different circumstances that Malik Willis may make sense. Malik Willis, by the way, could go on to have a very, very good NFL career. He could go and by good NFL career, I mean, you know, if the average NFL career is three, I would say anywhere from five to 10 years is a good NFL career, uh, particularly if you're a backup quarterback. And that's what Malik looks like he may project to. At, at in the best possible case scenario. Now, could he become Geno Smith, bounce around the league for a decade before he gets a true opportunity, a real opportunity to take over a starting job and succeed? It's possible. It's entirely possible that Malik Willis goes on to be a productive NFL player. But the problem is they're not, he's not right now. He's not ready right now. And uh, all the offseason workouts that they're doing, 
can better prepare him by the time he gets ready for training camp with a new offensive coordinator. He may be in a better situation. He's going to be working with a new quarterback coach, which is a big part of the discussion. Lucas uh, Panzica on the uh, on the radio show brought up the idea that Charles London, the new quarterbacks coach in Tennessee, is going to be as critical a factor, whether it's Malik, Tannehill, or a rookie that these team that this team is bringing in. Charles London is going to be an incredibly important figure in this franchise's future, uh, certainly the immediate future. So now, with all that being said, how many quarterbacks in this year's draft are better options for the Titans at this very moment than Malik Willis? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. In fact, I'm going out to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet either tomorrow or Thursday, probably Thursday because my Wednesday is a little hectic, but because they have the award-winning customer service that I love as a Two Rivers Ford customer. You can custom order your next Ford the way that I did. You can go out and shop any of their inventory on the lot, all kinds of 2023 model year Fords available at the dealership right now. 40 years of exceptional customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles with 40 more great years to come. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So how many quarterback options in this year's draft represent a better option than Malik Willis on the Titans roster? Ken Kanev says he's damn near a better option than Malik Willis. Uh, Stephen King says all the quarterbacks up to the Fresno State kid. Um, Hayner uh, is the Fresno State kid, and Jake Hayner is somebody who is regarded very uh, well among projected backups at this point. And that's what the Titans are looking for. Immediately a backup that's better than Malik to sit behind Ryan Tannehill for a year. Um, where were you? Uh, okay, the Jay is arguing with somebody else uh, in the comment section. I love when you guys do that because I can't tell who's talking to who when you're talking to me or talking amongst yourselves, which is fine. But um, looking at all the different options on the table, Malik Willis is a really, really difficult one um, to act like they're going to be able to move forward to with. Now, what that option represents, whether it's trading up to number three, the way that a lot of teams have. In fact, Mel Kuyper made the case for the Titans to trade up to the uh, number three overall pick with the Arizona Cardinals for Anthony Richardson. But Mel was also very, very high on Will Levis in ways that a lot of people have not displayed the amount of enthusiasm about Will Levis that Mel Kuyper, the most famous of the draft analysts, absolutely has. So he was breaking down Will Levis for SportsCenter the other day, and they asked him a pretty unique question that I'd like you to hear, courtesy of ESPN. And outside, of course, which quarterback is going to go at number one that you're hearing about going into this draft, what's the biggest intrigue? Hannah B. John Robinson running back Texas, that's one. But Will Levis is mine. Will Levis is my, one of my favorite quarterbacks in this draft. He's number two in terms of quarterbacks for me behind Bryce Young. Will Levis had a tremendous 2021 season. He was beat up all year. Does he slide? Does he go to Indy at four like I think is really possible? If he doesn't go to Indy at four to the Colts and he starts sliding, who trades up to get him? We saw Josh Allen, my number one player that year, drop the seven. Buffalo traded from 12 to seven to get him. Justin Fields had a high grade on him. He slid down to an 11. The Bears traded up from 20 to 11 to get him. So Ooh. I think that you could look at some activity for Will Levis. If he gets past four and gets down to that seven, eight, nine, ten area, somebody like Minnesota, Baltimore, mm -hmm. somebody will go up and get him. And, and, and maybe a team... Uh, 
uh, that can afford to sit him for a year while he develops. So who knows what's going to happen there. So that's Mel Kuyper on SportsCenter the other day talking about Will Levis, who the Titans had for a top 30 visit. Now, Levis, Richardson, and Hooker are all scheduled to have visits. Uh, Levis having his today before he heads down to Tampa later this week. Uh, Rather, Richardson is coming in later this week, as is Hooker. So at this point, um, the Titans are exploring a lot of the quarterback options that would be available to them, whether that's smokescreen or legitimate interest. They are doing their job. Now, I think all three of those players, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and Hendon Hooker, represent an upgrade on Malik Willis right now. William Jones says, because you all, the local sports media, killed that man's confidence. One, here's what I'll say to you. Malik Willis's confidence has not been hurt. Um, he is a confident, optimistic, hardworking individual in my limited experience with him and everything that I talk to people, uh, everyone that I talk to has nothing but nice things to say about the work that he puts in. But the reality of the situation is, William, one, if we killed that man's confidence, then you want him as your starting quarterback if a couple of tweets and an article here or there are going to be enough to damage the fragile psyche, hypothetical fragile psyche of a starting quarterback in the NFL? Of course not. If you are going to coddle him, do it better than that, William, because I do see a lot of babying around here for Malik Willis, the same way that I saw a lot of babying for Marcus Mariota. If you like the guy, that's great. I like him fine. As a human, as a quarterback, I'm good. And they've already told you that. I saw somebody earlier, and I forgive me, I can't remember the commenter's name, bring up the idea that we didn't see a big enough sample size. That man played in eight games. Don't tell me you didn't see enough of a sample size. <laughs> he started a handful of games, fine. If you want more starts, you can make that argument. If you want a bigger sample size, I dare you to find one for a quarterback in that spot because appearing in eight games last year is substantial. Now, you can question the coaching competency around him. Todd Downing got fired. Pat O'Hara is no longer the quarterback's coach, and they may see legitimate dividends paid with the work that Malik has done in the offseason. He has worked in the offseason. And with a new quarterback's coach, it's possible. A terrible offensive line didn't help Malik Willis. Bad wide receivers didn't help Malik Willis. Them's the breaks. Josh Dobbs did better with the exact same crew, if not worse, because they rested a bunch of people against the Cowboys. Josh Dobbs, with a week, did better than Malik with basically an entire NFL season to prepare for that opportunity. And he squandered it, right? He squandered an opportunity, and it's more opportunity than most players get. So for him to have a shorter leash on those things, I think it's totally fine. A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by uh, the great people at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com for your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. The Intel is what we're talking tonight about quarterbacks. If you want real estate intel that helps you sell your home without any showings or staging, helps you find your home without uh, while you look for what helps you sell your home rather while you look for your next one in this red hot Nashville real estate market helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity now you know where to go you know that you can go to the Ashton real estate group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com so um, Malik is in a circumstance where a lot of people uh, question um, question his 
competency within the organization as a quarterback. Uh, and any anybody who's caping up for him, coddling him, and I listen, I don't think he needs your coddling. Like as a grown-ass man, Malik Willis is. He's a professional quarterback in title, if not in practice, but he's a professional athlete who's trying to find his way and will have will have more time to do so, though that time seems to be running rather short. Chad Phillips says he did better than Ryan did, talking about Ryan Tannehill. Well, of course that's nonsensical. Ryan Tannehill um, was able to manage the circumstance on two high ankle sprains as best as humanly possible. The Titans ultimately sputtered. Malik Willis won one of the starts that he appeared in uh, and was a bigger detriment than Ryan Tannehill was at any point in the season because even though the defense, like against the Chiefs, played exceptionally well, played well enough to get the Titans to overtime against them, when Mahomes went down the field and kicked the field goal, you knew the game was over because Malik Willis at that point and by the end of the season, according to his coaching staff, was not able to operate in an NFL passing game. And I tell you that not because they said so. I tell you that because they told you so with their actions. They pulled Malik, benched Malik, put Josh Dobbs in when they still had a chance to make the playoffs. He wasn't good enough when they needed him most. And that's how it went down. Bro, misguided perceptions, which is what I believe the last comment was just uh, guilty of. Bro said Malik did better than Ryan did. Listen, I understand that there's plenty of Ryan Tannehill um, – there's plenty of people who do not support Ryan Tannehill as the Titans quarterback moving forward, and that's fine. Don't make it about Ryan Tannehill, though. It's about Malik Willis. Malik Willis is the reason that Malik Willis doesn't have a spot at the spot in the quarterback room here, um, or will soon be without a spot in the quarterback room here if they do the thing that it seems very likely that they are going to do, which is get involved in the quarterbacks this year. Again, I wish Malik all the luck in, as he tries to continue his NFL career here in Tennessee or elsewhere if it comes to it. I think that he is going to work as hard as humanly possible to make that so, to his credit. But what I saw last year tells me that that man is not ready to be a starter in the NFL, much less a backup in the NFL, and that the Titans need to have a better security option behind Ryan Tannehill for this season immediately. Um, I, think that, uh, I think that the circumstances for the Titans are going to be a fascinating one. And while we talk about quarterbacks, I do think that Hendon Hooker, while he is going to come, be coming off an ACL tear, and I don't think that that's an option that makes sense for this particular team for exactly that reason, because you need somebody who's going to start or who could start if something happened to Tannehill. I think that uh, Hendon Hooker's draft landing spot is going to be fascinating. So we're going to talk about this together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, the question, well, actually, I'm going to answer this question for Pastor Raymond Little. What would Levis Richardson or Hooker had done if they were put in that offense last year? And you know what, Raymond, it's a it's a great question, right? A question that is impossible to answer because they were not NFL players. Malik Willis was the player in that situation. Malik Willis failed, ultimately, in that spot. He's not a failure as a player. He will have time to determine what his NFL career looks like unto his own skill set. But I can't answer that question for you because those those aren't it's I, it's it's like doing whataboutism in politics. Whataboutism in politics is is a fruitless exercise, right? When you propose whatever policy or whatever whatever politician you support or oppose whatever and somebody comes back with, "Well, what about this? What about that?" Well, that doesn't lead to a productive discussion 
It just leads you into a shouting match to further entrench yourself in your own position. If you're somebody who likes Malik Willis, I'm not mad at you about it. I'm just saying that the organization is telling you that they are fine moving on from the Malik Willis experience based on a sample size of appearing in eight games and I believe starting a total of four with Ryan Tannehill missing that much time uh, in 2022. So let's move on and talk about Hendon Hooker at this stage and where the league views him right now. Ben Hall says, Buck, is Hendon the kind of person Vrabel would lean towards because of his maturity? Vrabel's always talked about guys being good pros and adults. Well, we'll get to that here in just a second, Ben, right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by True Math Fitness in the Gulch. Get your fitness goals accomplished. It's not too late. Spring, pool season, summer, right around the corner. 77 degrees today when I left the office, when I left the radio station. It was immaculate outside. Makes you want to go hang out by the pool, go to the lake, go boating, whatever. You want to make sure that you're in shape, you're ready for this summer with the best workout regime possible. That's True Mav Fitness in the Gulch. Their classes are boot camp style, the circuit training ones that I love in particular. They are not going to put you in a position where you feel uncomfortable, but they are going to help you push yourself on a daily basis with no workouts ever being recycled or repeated as you achieve your fitness goals with True Math Fitness. You can get your first workout free. Try it for yourself at truemathfitness.com. And while you're there, you can check out any of their great membership options with their phenomenal coaching staff. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go. So the question that I'd like to ask you is this. What NFL team is the best landing spot for Vols quarterback, Hendon Hooker? Let me know in the comment section and we'll talk about it together. Which NFL team do you think makes the most sense for the former Vols QB? Now, um, the comment earlier from Ben asking if that if Hooker is somebody that Vrabel would lean towards, I think if if all things were equal and Hendon Hooker was not coming off a of December uh, or late November, rather, I think was the, was the, uh, was the ACL ACL tear for Hendon Hooker. Either way, a late stage ACL tear. I really do think that, th- that the Titans would seriously consider drafting Hendon Hooker. And I honestly think that Hendon Hooker might go over Will Levis in that particular circumstance. I doubt he would go over Anthony Richardson because you're talking about teams we're going to traffic an upside at that point uh, who probably have entrenched quarterback situations that allow them to do so. But I do think that Hendon Hooker would be a better prospect um, if all things were equal equal without the ACL tear than Will Levis, for example. But he does have this ACL tear, and it's going to cause his draft stock to fall, and injuries are super unfair, but that's football and that's life. I don't think that the Titans will take Hendon Hooker because they need a feasible backup quarterback option. They're not going to burn an injured reserve spot to take Hendon Hooker to put him on injured reserve or to put him on the PUP to get those roster spot exemptions so they can screw around a little longer with Malik Willis if they think that's the move. They need a backup quarterback that can play. Um, We saw how important that is for so many teams where starters were lost left and right last year in the NFL and starting quarterbacks um, became, I think there were 66 total players who started at different points at the quarterback position last year. That number may have been higher by the end of the year, but I know it got up to 66 um, by close to the end of the season. 
I don't think that Hendon Hooker makes sense for them right now, even though long-term he might make sense for them. And I think that they will. I think that he will be a first-round pick because that fifth-year option for a quarterback, especially a quarterback who's probably going to lose most of his rookie year to injury, I think that fifth-year option is a very, very valuable commodity for teams to consider taking him in the first round. Seattle is somebody who Mel Kuyper mocked Hendon Hooker going to. They had He had Seattle trading back into the first round with the Eagles at pick number 30 to select Hendon Hooker to sit behind Geno Smith. I personally love that fit. I think that Detroit makes a lot of sense. Detroit has two first-round picks. I do think those are two higher first-round picks than Hendon Hooker might currently go for. Uh, B. French says, nothing would please me more than having Hendon Hooker as a Tennessee Titan. Well, uh, it's possible, but I think it is unlikely at this stage with about a little over two weeks to go before the draft. I think 16 days is the actual number. Um, We'll see. It's possible, but I do think that it's unlikely right now, given the to use a first round pick on a quarterback is going to be a controversial situation anyway, given the amount of team needs. But beyond that, to take a quarterback who's not going to be available to you for the vast majority of the season, I I don't think that that's a situation. I don't think that that's a situation um, that makes sense for Hendon Hooker right now. B. Jern says, you've been listening to the locals too much about Hendon. Slow down, Buck. NFL isn't as wide open and there's not busted plays like there is with 18-year-olds. Yeah, but he's a better quarterback prospect right now than Levis or Richardson because he can play quarterback. Um, Richardson, I think, is a far better prospect uh, as far as like looking at developmental dudes. Like If we're talking about Malik Willis or Anthony Richardson, it's not close. Anthony Richardson is by far and away a better quarterback prospect, a less developmental prospect than Malik was who came out of a system that was not going to equip him well for the NFL and with a skill set that was not ready for the NFL. Anthony Richardson has at least a higher uh, a higher ceiling and a higher floor than Malik. But I think to look at Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker operates the quarterback position at a higher level than Will Levis or Anthony Richardson did in the most recent sample size. Doesn't make them a better draft prospect. Doesn't mean that he'll be drafted higher. It just means he's a better quarterback at this very moment um, in, in this, uh, you know, in, at this particular time, uh, Bjorn says he'll also be in his thirties after his rookie contract. If you take him in the first, um, I think that's being dramatic at oldest, he'll be 20. So at oldest, he would be 30. So not, I mean, he would be yes, technically in his thirties, but he would have just been 30. Um, Bud Dupree, Bud Dupree signed a, uh, was a, was a, uh, a late, I don't want to say late stage. I don't know how to describe it, but he came out of he came into the draft late stage in his career and was on his on his second contract. I think Bud was 29 last year, right? So he's definitely um older for only being two years or having had been two years into a second deal at that stage. I think that uh I think that age in this circumstance doesn't necessarily matter. For what? What's what's the problem with a quarterback's age in this circumstance, especially when, um, especially in a situation where he's not going to have to play right away. I don't think there's age, I think, factors in so little right now to the scouting process um, where it may have been a concern. Have the, Would they not have the fifth-year option? But they do have the fifth-year option. So it's nothing to sweat, really, at this stage. Chris Winkie was drafted at 28. I don't remember. I think Brandon Whedon was like 27 or 28. He was old as hell. Uh, as in, I think Brandon Whedon was a first round pick, if I remember correctly, that was just a 
crazy, crazy negligent time in Cleveland Browns history. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's wrap up with a gone viral video. What's the best thing you saw on the internet this week? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will discuss at length together right after I tell you that the primetime show is made possible by Superbook Sports. Download the app today. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000. Win or lose. Baseball, basketball, professional hockey. Nobody has better odds boost and promo bets. The XFL, even spring football in the mix. Nobody has better odds boost and promo bets than Superbook Sports. Download the app today. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. To kind of put a bow on the Hendon Hooker conversation, I want you to hear from James Palmer of the NFL Network um, as we uh, as we talk about quarterbacks um, who can jockey their way into first-round picks at this point. James Palmer of the NFL Network was on, it looks like, Steve Smith's podcast um, discussing how teams are talking about Hendon Hooker right now. Listen, you want, you want to hear what teams think of hey, Hendon Hooker? Yes. There are plenty of teams that have him above the bottom two that you mentioned. Ooh. You, they, there are plenty of teams that have him third on their list, right below those top two in Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Now there's a gap. There's a pretty sizable gap. It's a huge the top gap. two. Yeah. And and then Anthony Richardson and, and Will Levis. Hey, Hendon Hooker slides right in there. I, I remember I was I was doing Good Morning Football a few weeks ago and we had Ryan Leaf in studio and Ryan's like, if he never tore his ACL, he'd be in that top group. So that is uh, James Palmer, the NFL Network. I got caught mid-yawn, much to producer Robert's delight. And that's, uh, I don't think that's happened. I've, I've sneezed once on the live broadcast, never yawned in the middle of it. I thought I had a little more time there. Yawn got halfway out. Either way, <laughs> I, think that, uh, I think that a lot of teams are thinking highly of Hendon Hooker, more highly of Hendon Hooker than even people, uh, fans are talking about Hendon Hooker right now. What's the best thing that you saw on the internet this week? I uh, The NBA uh, regular season concluded earlier, uh, rather this weekend, and now the playing games are on. 102-91 is the score between Atlanta and Miami. 5-57 left to play in the fourth as Miami's getting ready to inbound the ball. Um, but with the last game of the regular season taking place over the weekend, a lot of N- NBA players you know, realize it's like, you know, it's like fights on the last day of school, right? When you're not going to see people for a while, when you can't get in any trouble, you go out on the playground, you get into a fight, right? Or at least that was the experience for a lot of people uh, at a, you know, at a different time in their lives. That's what it felt like in the NBA this weekend, where Rudy Gobert uh, was frustrated with uh, with uh, Kyle Anderson's lack of success, I believe, at the free throw line, and decided to take out his frustrations on uh, Kyle Anderson who responded in kind. Buffalo on the Timberwolves bench. Anderson and Rudy Gobert. That's just something you don't see every day. I know the tensions you play. You don't see that hardly at all. You can see, you see somebody trying a small, tiny hand restraining Rudy Gobert the entire time that he's starting to inch closer and closer to Kyle Anderson. He throws that punch, and then he backs away very quickly, which is pretty funny to consider. Uh, Rudy Gobert, lover, not a fighter, and then reportedly Kyle Anderson called him uh, a few obscenities in the locker room after the fact. 
It's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Spring game for the University of Tennessee is coming up this weekend. Speaking of balls and interest in things like Hendon Hooker, spring game for Tennessee taking place this weekend. We're going to talk to Adam Sparks, the Knoxville News Sentinel, about it, uh, about it tomorrow on the radio show. Also, Big Jeff holding his uh, celebratory press conference after signing his four-year $94 million extension. We will have Jeff Simmons' press conference on the radio show at noon tomorrow, so make sure you're listening from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. If I don't catch it there, there will be a prime uh, There will be a, a primetime show. There will also be a 615 Sessions podcast, a live one tomorrow at 2 with Rep. Brian of Titans Radio, and also we're taping an episode of The Install with Greg Cosell tomorrow on wide receivers. So there will be all kinds of opportunities for me to catch up with you guys in some form or fashion. Have a great rest of your night, and I will see you at some point tomorrow. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year, we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.